The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of The Chris Sheeran Show, or the hashtag magic hour, as it were. Your hosts, Chris Sheeran, at Chris Sheeran, yes, on the Twitter. Lou DiPietro, at Lou DiPietro, yes, on the Twitter. Back again for another magic hour, we hope, to get you through your, your commute, your house chores, you know, whatever you do. If you're on the treadmill, maybe, or the elliptical, or some other fitness machine. Maybe you take us into the bathroom. Who knows? Hey, listen to the Chris Sheeran Show in the shower. It's a hashtag Sheeran Show in the shower. (laughs) Say that five times. Say that five times. That is a Cindy Brady challenge, if I ever heard one right there. Seashells, seashells by the seashore. I will see you on the thaw. Okay, so... We tweeted about this earlier in the week, so we might as well just get it out of the way. I mean, there's, there's Ranger hockey to talk about. We could also talk about the mustache I'm trying to grow <laughs> in conjunction. Trying with, is the operative word. <laughs> in conjunction with the Yankees. And they might be shaving them off soon after getting, you know, losing three or four to Tampa. And now they're on their way to Kansas City. Who knows if they're going to have them on their face when they come out after that, when they come back home. But anyway. We're going to start with deflated balls again, everybody. It's another week, and we're going to talk about deflated footballs again. Now, Lou thinks we have differing opinions on this, but I beg to differ with that difference. Yes. I, in every fiber of my being, I feel that Tom Brady should have been suspended. He broke the rules. He should be suspended. He should be fined. Right. You, you do. Yeah. Let, let's just put that on the table. We both agree with that. We both agree with that. You break the rules, you should be fined and suspended. Fine. Great. But can we just move on? Are, are we really looking at Tom Brady's legacy here? Are, are we? No, we're looking now at the guy who apparently is calling himself the deflator because he's losing weight or something like can, the Patriots, I'll give you this, the Patriots are making it improbable to move on. They're making a mockery of the whole situation. Your eye is twitching. I don't want to get you mad. No, it just does that because <laughs> of the surgery. Um, I but, had it dilated yesterday. You missed it. Oh, yeah. dang. That, that's always weird. That's why I was off. Yeah. Well, good, because I hate when you have that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, here's my thing. And I'll give you a couple of concrete examples that I looked at. First of all, well, let me get to that in a second. I'll just open my phone so it's there, and, it, and I don't have to sit here waiting. I'll open it up and get to where I need to get to. Okay. Anyway, before I get to that, though, let me get to this. First example I could think of is Josh Gordon. Okay? Mm-hmm. He was suspended for a calendar year. For his alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. However, the NFL doesn't help Josh Gordon get into rehab. Doesn't make sure that their employee, because let's face it, Josh Gordon is an NFL employee. They should be taking care of this guy, getting him into rehab, making sure he gets the necessary help so he could come back and be a productive employee and help the company make even another billion dollars. That's a little ridiculous, but you know what my point is. He's a superstar. He makes them money, yes. Exactly. That's my point. My Point number two, and then I'll let you rebut me whatever you want to say. Point number two. Indomitian Sue last year stomps the leg of one of the Star quarterbacks in the league in Aaron Rodgers on the field. 
This is on the field, play on the field, which could have hamstrung or broke the ankle, more literally, of Aaron Rodgers when he did it. Thus, if the Packers advanced, which they did, it would have taken him out of the NFC Championship game, which would have lessened that game, would it not? Absolutely. Okay. Was Indomitian Sue suspended? Yes, he was, for a game. And he was fined. Guess what happened to that suspension? Went away. He was allowed to play against the Cowboys. Didn't help. I mean, the call didn't help either. There's a lot of things about that game that yes. didn't help the Lions. Yeah. But my point is, that was you brought up the point last week that this is on the field. You right. made that blatantly yep. out there that this was on the field. You know, It was for enhancing performance on the field, and Brady should be suspended. And, and I cannot... I can't defend. I mean, I can't say he can't be suspended. He broke the rules. And if you broke the rules, you should be suspended. But, you know, your old boy, Chris Jericho, big time in the WWE where he used to work. Y2J. Y2J. He was on with Opie and Jimmy. He said, I wonder if he listens to this podcast, because he said this word for word exactly what I said last week. If the NFL had any you-know-whats, they would have suspended him for the Super Bowl. Yep. That's what Jericho said. Okay? I, I, I share a brain with Chris Jericho. Welcome to Podcast is Jericho, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he has his own podcast, I know he by does. the way. I know he does. He's which getting, I listen to, so maybe he listens to this one. And he's, get, he's, one. Getting, he's getting a free plug. Yeah. But anyway. I just bought his book yesterday, too. His really? nice book, yeah. When I went to go pick up Posada. Anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> I have to pick up the Posada book. Yeah, I haven't started yet, but I, I picked it up yesterday. Um, my third point. Third point. So Indomitian Sue, his, he didn't even get suspended. It was taken away. Mm-hmm. My third point is, and if you want to beat your chest about Tom Brady, and a lot of people wanted, I mean, this four games to me is pushing it. It is. I'm sorry. If they wanted to make a statement, they should have suspended this guy for the Super Bowl. Then if the Patriots won, they couldn't say anything. Now, that win, that MVP, that performance, it shouldn't be tainted because you know those balls were checked more than once Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl. But they are. The NFL basically created their own you-know-what storm. They did it to themselves. This is on them. This is on the league. Everybody wants to focus all their efforts on the Patriots. This could have been dealt with. Now, would the NFL have taken... They're kind of in a damned if they do, damned if they don't state. And this is, you know, this podcast and this rant is sponsored by Starbucks because another free plug they supplied me with a venti latte and I'm telling you Mm -hmm. that's all I need is a latte and a mic and I'm good so the sponsorship costs you 897 505 (laughs) 505 let me get to my third point before I lose my train of thought my third point is what I have here on my phone now I spent a lot of a lot of time on the Stairmaster and I spent a lot of time on the Stairmaster reading and getting myself up to speed on everything. Now, I know Brady um, filed an appeal, and now Goodell is actually stepping in, and he's, he's not going to get a neutral arbitrator. Yeah, he's the arbitrator. He's the arbitrator. And in a couple of weeks, 
there's an owner's meeting, and it's the first time he and Kraft will be in the same room together. That shouldn't be awkward. But anyway. The Anabolic Steroids Control Act of 1990 placed anabolic steroids into Schedule 3 of the Controlled Substances Act as of February 27, 1991. Under this legislation, anabolic steroids are defined as any drug or hormonal substance chemically and pharmacologically <laughs> related to testosterone. <laughs> Why is the word pharmacologically so funny? I, uh... Because I thought I said it wrong. Unique New York. The possession or sale of anabolic steroids without a valid prescription is illegal. Simple possession of illicitly obtained anabolic steroids carries a maximum penalty of one year in prison and a minimum $1,000 fine if this is an individual's first drug, uh, drug offense. The maximum penalty for trafficking is five years in prison and a fine of $250,000, $250, I should say. If this if is the individual's first felony drug offense, if this is the second, the maximum period of imprisonment and the maximum fine both double. While the above listed penalties are for federal offenses, individual states have also implemented fines and penalties for illegal use of anabolic steroids. All right, now I bring up steroids, and I put this on Facebook, and I might as well say it again. If you're a fan of Eddie Murphy Raw, or basically any time Eddie Murphy did stand-up, he always used to do the white guy voice. Well, I'll just stick with this. You know. Dave Chappelle does that a lot, too. Yeah, yes. he does. Mm-hmm. For, for those of you who... Dave, I'm going to race him. For, for those of you who are maybe a little too young to remember Eddie. But if, if you go, I, I want you to do something. Go out. Walk the streets of Manhattan. Heck, go out in your town. Okay? Just walk around your town. If you can't get to New York, wherever you are, walk around and see if you see 11 People as big as NFL football players in your walk. Just see. see, see unless you're in Nebraska. Yeah, as you say, if you, if you live in a state with a Big Ten <laughs> university, disregard think, this. So. I, I don't think that you're going to be like the, uh, what, what do they call it, grading on a curve? Yeah. <laughs> um, they start at 6'5", 350 yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. But – if you could look at an NFL football player and say, oh, yeah, that, that, that looks natural to me, uh, come on. Really? Why does everybody, and I'm not saying you do, and there is a, there is a suspension for, for players caught using PEDs, certain yep. ones, but if you're going to sit there and tell me that a high percentage of NFL football players do not use performance-enhancing drugs, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. The, normal human beings do not look. I don't. Know, I don't care how much you work out in a gym. I've worked out at least five to six days a week since 1996. And don't tell me genetics. And don't shove 12 egg egg white omelets in my face. I've tried that. Okay. I don't look like them. Something isn't right. Okay. There's something in the water. And it's not the water that Michael Jordan was given the uh, Toon Squad in uh, Space, Jam. Space Jam. Ding. Listen, everybody turns a blind eye to these guys probably doing something they shouldn't be doing. And let's not forget the league turning a blind eye until they got brought to court from all the head injuries 
that have happened throughout the years. As long as you're entertained on Sunday, you're fine. And I'm telling you right now, Dominican Sue, when he was a lion, I bet you his jersey was the biggest jersey in that place. That guy has gotten away with, you know, just under murder on the field. And his jersey was probably the best seller in Detroit. And guess what? It's probably the best seller in Miami yeah, now. You say soon to be the best seller in Miami. It's the same thing with Alex Rodriguez. Yankee fans cheer him. Wherever he goes on the road, he gets booed. Hometown fans love you. This is my point. New England, Massachusetts, Connecticut, you know, everybody who roots for the Patriots, they could give a damn about the deflated ball. They could give a damn. This is why I'm saying, why is so much energy and so much nonsense going into, all right, he's suspended. He's appealing. If he doesn't get the suspension, you know, at least halved, can we just move on? Can the Patriots, could his agent, could the lawyers, could they just shut up? And can we move on? Can you do your time and move on? That's all I'm saying, Lou. And that's, you mentioned it before, that's what a lot of guys that were implicated with biogenesis did. They took their 50 games and moved on. You know, Ryan Braun said, I'm not going to appeal. Took his 63 games, moved on. Of all people, Mike Francesa, actually, I think is the only one I've heard say this when somebody brought up what some people I know who are Patriots fans, in full disclosure, brought up when talking about, oh, Brady gets this and that, while these guys that, that get caught with drugs and this and that get this and that. The, the drug agreement and all that is collectively bargained. So right, there's, there's right. a protocol in place for right. that. Everybody gets the same. It, it doesn't matter. You got caught with weed, boom, eight games. You got caught with this, four, it's, it's collectively bargained. It's set in stone. This is a little bit different because they don't – there are probably people cheating every day. And to go back to another phrase popular where I, where I come from, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> is probably the mantra. He, 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 let me just throw this out there. Then I'm going to shut up and let you respond wholeheartedly to what I just ranted about for the past 10 minutes. Doesn't it make you scratch your head and raise your eyebrow that the reason I brought, I took pictures of that, and that was straight from mm-hmm. a steroids website that's from the Department of Justice. Yep. Okay? That's not something I took off of Wikipedia. No. This is law. Yeah. So if you're caught distributing or using without a prescription, you're getting fined or, you know, you're going to jail for a year. So how could that be the case for you and me who don't fall under the umbrella of the NFL? And if you get caught using in the NFL without a prescription, you just get four games. It's a how good... do you not fall under the federal laws? That's a good question. I don't have an answer to it. But this is my point. Yeah. This is what drives me crazy. We're talking about deflated balls which he should be suspended for. Right. I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not... And listen, he needs to go somewhere. Brady's father, I get it, it's his son. He wants to stick up for him. But, Lou, this is – they are just – instead of the, the, the balloon deflating – They're I'm digging sorry, that hole deeper. Instead of the balloon deflating, the helium – I mean, it's a hot air balloon that's just getting reinflated – and it's to the point where it's hilarity, and it's going to blow up like 
like a party favor. I, I just I can't take it anymore. And and you got all these people talking about it still. You know, news outlets, twenty four hour news outlets, your favorite sports talk shows. You're just trying to get some local information. You want to hear some Ranger talk, and you turn it on. The only twenty minutes you're in the car, it's and you're listening to Deflake. And you got guys. You got guys from from uh, Barstool Sports handcuffing themselves to each other in the lobby of the NFL headquarters, (laughs) which made local and national news, which is tremendous publicity for those guys. Yeah, they were. That was very smart. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I I, I don't have an answer to the the, the PED thing because that's that's bad. I just needed to throw it out. Right. Like I said, that's collectively bargained. And again, to go back to, you know, things and places I used to be. Anyone who follows wrestling and has for a long time and is a little bit hip to the business knows the name Dr. George Zahorian, and that became a whole big can of worms that almost sent Vince McMahon to federal you-know-what prison for another movie reference. (laughs) Minimum security prison ain't no picnic. Um, Office space. Yes. Brilliant. It's That's a completely different world. So those people who are invoking, well, Ray Rice only got two games for beating his wife until the video came out and this and that. It was off the field. It's a different – they're all different. And you know what? That that put in place, not just in the NFL, because WWE actually instituted that as part of their wellness policy and domestic violence policy. There's now now a policy in place. Things have to happen. It's it's like – there's there's a comedian, and I apologize because I forget his name, but I hear this bit on Sirius XM every once in a while driving home where he talks about how you see a sign. You know that the reason there's a sign telling you not to do something or something's happening is because somebody did it. <laughs> there's a warning label on McDonald's coffee that says coffee may be hot because, because somebody, somebody sued. Because somebody is living in a mansion as a millionaire right. because they spilled coffee on their lap. Exactly. There's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. This may be the institution of a policy that – defines some kind of rule infraction or whatever. I will say this. I don't agree with, based on what the Wells report says, and I read the whole damn thing because I had six and a half hours to kill one day. Good for you. If the if Tom Brady more probably than not knew and the deflator and his other buddy there did what they were doing, morons. But there's no... Proof, there's no thought that Belichick, Kraft, anybody in the organization, anybody higher up in the organization than Tom Brady and the ball boys knew what was going on. Why did the Patriots get fined a million dollars and lose two draft picks, which is a worse penalty on the whole than they got for spying on the Jets, yeah. where there was videotape evidence that the entire and team I, was doing this? I, I think that's that why, is a little off. I think that's why the hammer came down. Recidivism is probably the yeah. reason why they got such a stiff yeah, penalty, yes. Absolutely. And I used a big criminal justice word You there. did. And I but, understood it. Wow. But, yeah, it's going to get ugly between Goodell and Kraft because they're boys. And if this, you know. They were it, boys. It, if this is the Yoko Ono that breaks up their Beatles, then this is, this is going to be rough. Because <laughs> there's a lot of expats employees around the league that know a lot of things. And God only knows what's going to happen. Anyway. We, we, were just, we just watched uh... – my wife and I just watched that um, Kurt Cobain. I have not seen it yet, but I'm looking. It's very over two to... hours. Yeah. But, but do yourself a favor if if you like Nirvana, even if you don't like Nirvana, it, it's. Oof. I remember I am a big Nirvana fan and Foo Fighters because I, I extension. I, I said to her like during the during the documentary, I said, "So Courtney Love was kind of like the Yoko Ono of Nirvana," and my wife laughed, and then like 
two minutes later, somebody says there that. was an article yeah. with that in it. Yep. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I threw you. No, I was gonna say I'm a big Nirvana fan, and I, I remember going five, six years ago to see a, a film that was made um, like a not a documentary, but it was mostly like clips and recordings and words of Kurtz talking about things in Nirvana and yeah. his life set over various scenics of Washington and, and their career and stuff. And it left me so depressed when I left that, that I'm like hesitating to watch this documentary as great as I know it's going to be to, uh, you know, kind of leaves me hesitant to watch it. Cause I don't want, I don't want this, this, the thought of, of that band sullied in my mind. Any well, further. for the, for the most part though, I'll be honest with you. It, it does get dark obviously because he had a dark life. I mean, that, I could tell you that going in, but most of it, for the most part, is about the music and how the the band was formed and how they came together. And you know, then you got the stuff with Courtney and the the heroin and how you know she did. It was alleged that she did heroin while she was pregnant with um, Francis Francis Bean. And I'll tell you, if you look a picture of her, who by the way did a uh, she uh, did an article or an interview with. Uh, I forget if it was Rolling Stone or one of those other magazines. That was very good. She was an executive producer on this documentary, yes. too. And if you look up a, a picture of her now, she looks like yeah. right down the middle. Yes. She is both of the, It's mm-hmm. scary. Courtney Love is – this is awesome how we're getting off, off of sports completely I know, into but... Nirvana. This is awesome. <laughs> Courtney Love is, to me, one of the most conflicting personalities in my fandom, Okay, for lack of a better word. Nirvana was my favorite band as a teenager growing up. Mm-hmm. The grunge craze hit. I was 11, 12 years old. You know, we, we loved Nirvana and Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. And I've seen Pearl Jam in concert more times than I can count because mostly because Nirvana stopped touring when I was 14 because Kurt Cobain killed himself. Yes, exactly. 1994. Um, but uh, she... You know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories and things and her relationship with Kurt and all that. That's like, oh, you sour on her. And then of all the people they pick to play the love interest in a movie about one of my other Andy heroes, Andy Kaufman. They pick Courtney Love. They pick Courtney, Courtney Love to play Lynn Margulies. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you she know, did do come a good, on. She did do a good job, though. I have to say. Oh, she did a great job. Yeah, Yeah, it was a great movie. And Jim Jim Carrey was an amazing Andy Mm -hmm. Kaufman. There were a lot of people who gave him, you know, a bad bad review. I thought he pretty much morphed into Andy Kaufman. I I was, you know, I'm old enough to watch Taxi when it was actually on the air. Nah, new Taxi theme song. So so I remember Laka. And, you know, to see this and to to, to learn, and and I knew before... But to see Carrie act out how much he hated that character right. and how much he just hated the being on that sitcom, which was the top sitcom yeah. of its time. It would be like it would be like Michael Richards just right. going Hating through the motions Seinfeld. as Kramer. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> no. Hey, buddy. Um, yeah, obviously I wasn't alive for the majority of the prime of Andy Kaufman. I was too much too young, but seeing his comedy and what he did and all the stuff he did with Jerry Lawler think, yeah. and wrestling, I don't like think you, know, you had to be. No, it's it's timeless and and yeah. that stuff. But he was a genius. Mm-hmm. He was a comedic. He would go to clubs and bomb on purpose. He would bomb on purpose. And the scene in the movie where he goes and he basically reads The Great Gatsby, right at, at the, the college, just because people only want to do Mighty exactly, Mouse and Lacquer. Yeah. Exactly. 
that was that was see people might think he's a a tool or you know he's there's something going on there that's not quite right he was a genius a comic genius i i just and it's people like him it's people like cobain the people that are considered geniuses, think about it. Over the course of time, like Jim Morrison, genius. Well, Jim Belushi, or John Belushi, genius. And you know what? It's funny that, that there's, a, there's a Neil Young lyric that fits all of them. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah, well, that's what that he says in hey, my mind, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that fits into all of them. Like Andy Kaufman, all right, his was, you know, he had cancer. His was natural. He, he yeah. died of quote-unquote natural causes because right. he had cancer. but He's still coming back. <clears throat> it was supposed to be last year. Yeah. But. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but him, Jim Morrison, Cobain, all the members of the 27 Club, Jimi Hendrix yeah. and all them, like, they quote-unquote burnt out before they quote-unquote faded away. Mm-hmm. You look at the other side of this. I mentioned I've seen Pearl Jam in concert more times than not. How many Pearl Jam songs do you hear on a radio? You see, hear the same four over yeah. and over again, right? Because you hear the same four or five, and it doesn't mean they're not still a great band, and it doesn't mean they don't still make great music. It just means that they're now just part of the cultural landscape and whatever, and, oh, yeah, Pearl Jam's still around. How about that? Whereas Kurt Cobain is still revered as probably, to be honest, a better musician, and Nirvana's probably revered as a better and more influential band than they probably actually were, simply because right at the apex, that was it. Kurt died. See, this is the great thing about this podcast. Uh, yeah. Tangent. Look at that. That's a 10-minute break a, right there on Nirvana, on Nirvana. Andy Kaufman. Uh, this is what we bring to the table, everybody. Tell your friends. Download us for free on the iTunes. Anyway, uh, where should we go back to? Where were we? Anyway? We, were, we were finishing up on can Deflategate. We deflate so we can, we can deflate Deflategate. Okay, good. So let's move on to something else, which, which is something I want to talk about, and that's New York Rangers hockey. Nye Rangers. They yes. are my favorite squadron. Yes, mine too. So, and the... Uh, Speaking of which, on another tangent, apparently uh, Harry Shearer is leaving with Simpsons. Yeah, that was a couple days ago I saw that. Yeah, so yeah. that's... that's Speaking of things that are just part of the cultural landscape and, and faded away long before they burned out, good lord, The Simpsons is still on. It was twenty four. I stopped watching the. Years? I stopped watching The Simpsons more than half of its run ago. Yeah, I did too. That's how long that show. I mean, on it's still air. funny. Like I'll still catch yeah. it every once in a while, but, but I don't. It's not appointment viewing. No, for me, but no, yeah, no, no. no that's so, and that would be a huge loss. But anyway, the Nye Ranger. That's the Nye yeah. Mets are my favorite squadron. Is a Simpsons reference. Um. You know when Apu tries to be American? You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> the Nye Rangers. How's it hanging, Homer? I'm watching the baseball match. <laughs> the Nye Mets are my favorite squadron. It's an Apu reference from an episode of The Simpsons where uh. he, he tries to become Americanized. Uh, I think it might be where he takes a citizenship test or whatever, but it's funny. Hank, Look it up. Hank Azaria as Apu. Yes. Anyway. Oh, yeah. The, the Nye Rangers. Listen. After game four... They're down 3-1. Give it to them, because I know where you're going with this, and I agree with you. Give it to them. Preach on. After game four, I go on my Facebook page. It's over. Why do I watch all year? Blah, 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 blah. I want Talbot. Blah, 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 blah. I can't believe it. They won the president. Blah, 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 blah. Where are they? They're in the Eastern Conference Finals again. I can't stand... Now, look, I used to be you. I used to be Negative Nelly. 
I used to be that guy. Oh, it's over. When the Yankees went down 2 nothing to the Braves in 96, I thought it was over. I, was in, I, was, I could remember it. I was in the gym. People walking up to me asking me. I was like, no, nah, it's over. They're never going to go down to Atlanta. They'll probably lose. They'll, they'll win one, lose two, and it'll be over in five. Thank God they did because he gave us a pretty good podcast about a month and a half ago. What? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Jim Lairitz. I mean, we're not there with Jim Lairitz if, if, if that series doesn't go the way it does. Who knows? Uh, but, I mean, come on. Do you know the character? Have you, if you did watch this team all season long, and I've said this to Lou on this very show more than once, Elaine Vigneault, from period to period, from game to game, can make adjustments. And the heart of this team, they're not one to sit in the locker room after the game and say, we're going to win tomorrow. They're not going to make guarantees. You see all the post-game shows. You read all the articles. Ryan McDonough. We don't do that. And the players underneath McDonough. You know, Ryan, he leads by example and we just follow. Step leads by example, we just follow. Hank leads by example, we just follow. That's what this team does. And when you have Henrik Lundqvist betwixt and between the pipes, Rangers fans, for you to say a series is over at any point, any point, now it's 10 times this year the Rangers have uh, winning streaks of three or more. And if you think they can't do it against a single solitary team, look at what they just did. And I know there's some negative Nancys out there now who are saying, well, Lightning swept us in all three games this season. There's no way we could beat them. Then don't watch. Don't watch. Sit home and don't go through the nail-biting, the heart palpitations, the raised blood pressure, the juxtaposition of needing a defibrillator and sheer ecstasy that goes through your body in a Rangers playoff series dating back to game four of last year's Stanley Cup Finals. The last 14 games this team has played in the playoffs have been decided by a goal. I don't even have a gun to necessitate an entire rack. What am I supposed to do? With a gun rack. Ding. A goal. And you know why? Because they have number 30 betwixt and between the pipes. They have. All you people that wanted Talbot after they lost to Pittsburgh in game two of the first round. And after they lost game four in the second round to the Caps. All series, baby, Ovechkin. All series, huh? See, this is why my dad always said to me, never talk junk to the opposing team. You play, you win with your actions, not your words. Keep your mouth shut. Let them do the talking. You shut them up with your play. And that's exactly what Henrik Lundqvist did this entire series. When the Rangers were backed up against the wall, when they were Bob Ross, Elizarin crimsoned into the corner, Hank was at his best. His best. When this team, how many game sevens is it now that Henrik Lundqvist has won in a row? Six. One, one two, three, four, five, six. 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 Okay. He joins two other goalies in the history of the league 
to win six game sevens. You know who the other two are? I know them. I know them. Blue. I know the answer. I know yeah. the answer. Ding. Uh, um, yes, it's Patrick Roy and Martin Broder. <laughs> We'll, judges, <laughs> will we accept Will that? we accept that? Is this celebrity podcast? Uh, Can we accept that? Yes. Yeah, it's Patrick Waugh and Martin Brodeur. Now, here's the other thing. How many cups do those two guys have between them? Eight? <laughs> Brodeur's got three and Waugh's got That's three? That's the only thing Four? holding Lundquist back is not having a cup to his name. Other than that, he has a gold medal with Sweden. And the 30's going to hang from the rafters in 10 years. And I'm telling you right now. Somebody brought this up to me. I forget who it was. But it made me step back and think for a second. Henrik Lundqvist might be the greatest ranger of all time. And no disrespect to Rod Gilbert. No disrespect. Mark Messier wasn't a ranger. He wasn't an original ranger. No. Okay? And that team was the Euler Hawks. Saying, yeah, saying that Mark Messier the is the Cup. best Ranger of all time would be like saying that the greatest Yankee of all time is, I don't know, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what Great it Great player, Hall of Famer, yeah. not a Ranger. Brian Leach, who was my favorite player of all time, just because of how he handled himself. Talk about a guy not doing anything but his actions on the, on the ice and leading by example. That's the type of player... I love somebody who stepped out of that role for me in, in that area, John Starks, because he was very demonstrative, and I, I got behind Starks, too. Four cups for Wah, by the way. Four for him, three for Rodor, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So seven between them. Seven cups between them. There's one off. It's the only thing Hank doesn't have is a Stanley Cup, and standing in his way are three <laughs> former Rangers in Brian Boyle, Ryan Callahan, their former captain, and Anton Strawman. They got this ridiculous second line, the triplets, do the lightning. I mean, the, the Rangers have gone from... They could use Strawman right now, too. Because uh, I don't know if Dan Boyle still knows where he is after that elbow yeah. from Orpic. The frying pan into the fryer and then pick something that's even worse than a fryer. And that's then, what the Rangers and then, are in And now. then look ahead, which I know you don't want to do. The Ducks. You're looking ahead at either a team that's won two cups in the last five years in the Blackhawks or the Ducks... The other side of the freeway series for the Kings that beat you for the cup last year, which would be like the Red Sox. I know this can happen. It would be like the Red Sox losing to the Yankees one year in the the World Series and then playing the Mets the next year. Yeah. Yeah. And the Ducks are scary. They're big and they're fast. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much like the Kings. Yeah. Although the Rangers did beat them 7-2. Yeah. (laughs) During the regular season. But, I mean, you've got – this is the Blue Shirts Redemption Tour. It is not – it could not have been set up any better. They got rid of the Penguins in the first round, who was the first victim of the 3-1 down series last mm-hmm. year. While we were all watching at Yankee Stadium in the middle of the Subway Series while the Rangers were playing the Penguins in Game 7, and many of us in the press box had the hockey game on our laptop and the baseball game on the, on the screen mm-hmm. and were multitasking. You had the Capitals, the perennial thorn in the side, Ovechkin, I guarantee you he's golfing today. Yeah. So suck on that, Ovechkin. Yeah. Now the Lightning, who, as you said, are Rangers South with Boyle and Strawman and Captain Callahan, who's back on the ice after an appendectomy four days ago. And then it sets up to where there's a potential that they could end up either playing the other side of the L.A. duo or the team that's pretty much been the San Francisco Giants of hockey. But I think we, we can't get ahead of ourselves. And I started talking about that triplet line and Johnson and Palat and Kucherov. 
They're all scary. I mean, they fly. The only thing the Rangers and, really— And none of them are named Steven Stamkos. Yeah, and he's on the first line <laughs> the with Callahan and Kalorn. That's yeah. another deadly line. And the other thing you have to worry about, my goodness. No, no, no. That wasn't my point. My point was the, the, the thing the Rangers have going for them in this series, the Lightning are not going to play the game that the Penguins and the Capitals played. Unless they change their game drastically to bottle up the Rangers, that's not their style. Their style and the way they're built is the same way the Rangers are built. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) buckle up. (laughs) This one's going to be a fast one. And And don't forget, Ben Bishop in these playoffs. He's 6'7". He's a big boy. He is he not been Zdeno Chara with they were, goalie pass. They were minutes away from being eliminated in the first round. So they have something the Rangers have going for them, too. The Rangers have that momentum. The Rangers were down one nothing with a minute 41 to go yeah. in Game 5. In their season. On the verge of being eliminated. Think about that. At home. Think about that. And turn around. Whereas the Lightning had to come back from 3-2 down against Detroit. They played seven against Detroit. They played, they played six against uh, the Canadians. The Canadians, in which, in which they quote unquote blew a three nothing lead. They did. It was three zip, three two. So they've got they they know what it's like to stem the tide too. They're, this is about as even a series as you're going to get in terms of the teams being on the same wavelength. You, your cup final though could be Anaheim Tampa. Oof. <laughs> The league is looking at this final four right now praying. I wouldn't watch that as an American League championship (laughs) series, let alone a Stanley Cup final. The league is praying right now. It's the original six Blackhawks-Rangers matchup. Well, any of the four, if if you want to look at it this way, any of the four matchups give you at least half of a desirable outcome. If you've got Rangers-Blackhawks, it's two huge media markets. It's one and three. And original six. Or one and four. Chicago may be four at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. And two original six teams. The Blackhawks are the the Rangers were there last year looking for redemption. The Blackhawks, like I said, have won two cups in five years. Be great. Kane and Taves are 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 already in, on their way to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. If you got Rangers, uh, Rangers Ducks, it's New York versus L.A. Part two. Yeah. The number one teams, the, the President's Trophy winner, and the number one team in the West. In the it's, West, yeah. It's the way it, you draw it up. And even if you get Chicago or Anaheim against Tampa, you've at least got the high media market and the drama of can the Blackhawks win their third cup in, in a short span. And you've got Tampa, who's got a lot of former Rangers. They have won a cup under Torts. Yeah. Back in the day. 04. 04. Right, uh, right, right before the lockout. Yeah, this is the third time the Lightning are in the Eastern Conference Finals in their franchise history. This is... This is the third time in the last four Five, years. Yes. Four years that the Ra- think about that for a second. As a Ranger fan, growing up, you know, Cup in '94, but since that time, I mean, it, it they was, were they were it was pretty a brutal. '97, they 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 were right. they hung Flyers. out in '95, six, seven, Flyers. and the Flyers get them in '97. Mm-hmm. They didn't make the playoffs again until after the lockout when Lundqvist, guess who, showed up. Oh five. Yep. And they've been pretty consistently a good team for the last decade with, Why? A, with a few steps. Henrik Lundqvist. There you go. And now, like you said, this is their third, third Eastern Conference final in four years. Potential back-to-back cup finals. Match that up against the NHL as much as the number one versus number one, New York, L.A., the Ducks, the Redemption, or as much as they probably would love that. Anybody at the NFL off NFL NHL office who off the record tells you they're not pulling for a Rangers-Blackhawks Stanley Cup final is blatantly lying to your face. Yes. Because you have... Like I said, the San Francisco Giants of hockey. Every other year, they're amazing. Yeah. 
And even when they're not, they're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Versus the two-time-in-a-row Eastern Conference champion, President's Trophy-winning New York Rangers, looking to win Henrik Lundqvist the cup. That's the only thing on his resume that yeah. he needs to complete his a Hall of Fame career. Right, right. And Henrik, can, can we do it this year? I, I, yeah. I have a signed puck, and, and, and if you win a cup, you know, the puck yeah. will probably advance in value. A Tanner Glass signed puck would advance in value if they win a cup this year. <laughs> I, Here's this is this is going to sound weird, but here's what I'm looking forward to about yeah. this Eastern Conference Final. Go ahead. I had to follow Rangers Canadians last year mm-hmm. from six time zones away. Where were you? I was in Tahiti. I was on my honeymoon. Oh, okay. last year. So I would check in and my congrats wife, on the year anniversary. Thank you. It's You're Sunday. You my wife and I. My wife hated me because when we were on our honeymoon, about two three o'clock every day, we would kind of take a break, get out of the sun, have some mm-hmm. lunch, whatever, before the sun went down, and I would be on. The internet in our resort streaming the Ranger game because it was, you know, 2.30 in Tahiti is 8.30 in New York. That's tremendous, though. So, but I had to follow it from afar. That's I would a find fan, out, baby. Yeah. That's a fan. I would find out the next morning what happened. You know what happened because there was no way I could watch the game. I, I did see the entirety of the Eastern Conference Finals in basketball, though, because for some reason ESPN's international feed had a big giant. Love affair with Pacers Heat, but well, it was predicted the entire year, yeah. and it happened. So, so that's probably why. But anyway, uh, at the gym yesterday, I ran into a guy who was actually drafted by the Rangers, and after he was drafted, blew out both of his Achilles. Done. Okay. Yeah. He Tough pl- to skate. He played with Brian Boyle. Uh, grew up in Westchester. Played with Boyle at uh, BC. Had some choice words for Boyle, by the way, hmm. which is why I'm not mentioning his name, uh, because who knows who listens to this podcast. Right. But he is – he brought up something because he, he loves the Rangers. Grew up a Ranger fan. He got drafted by them. So he was in yeah. like the catbird seat, and then he blows out both Achilles. But he says to me, and it's something that I have to do every time I watch this team. He looked at me and he said, the only way I can watch these games – is if I change the channel. He says, I can't take it. I turned like, it off in Saturday. The middle, in the middle of games, I, I, have to sh- I, I can't watch. I have to change it. And you know what I did it? It's kind of like you can't watch a certain point of something. The first, I want to say, eight to ten minutes of the overtime, the ice was tilted like the scales of justice. In ten- <laughs> Picture this. Picture like that game with the marbles where you have to keep tilting it back and forth to get the little marbles into the hole. Okay, I don't know what it's called. It's called the one of the immunity challenges they do on Survivor every okay. season because they basically do the same thing. Yes. Picture that with about you know a hundred balls, and and you go like this. And you tilt the board, and there's one wall, and there's one wall, and that's Henrik Lundqvist. That's what the first ten minutes of overtime felt like to me. And in the middle of it. I had to change the channel. I could not watch. Saturday, I did the same thing in the third period. I don't know how he's in goal. If I can't watch, how is he sitting there blocking? Like I said, when it went from 4-1 to 4-3. He made ridiculous saves. Oh, and the 4-1-4-3. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I did the same thing. I'm like, I can't watch. I'm 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 walking away. That was game six. Yeah. Okay. Saturday. So, Danny Boyle. Or Sunday. Danny Boyle rings the one top shelf Mm -hmm. past Holtby. It's 4-1. There's... Oh, t- over 10 minutes left. Maybe the last time Dan Boyle knew where he was. Yes. God bless him. Hope he's okay. Yeah. So Hope Orpert gets suspended. I, I was sitting on the bed, you know, rocking like Rain Man. 
because that's how nervous I get. That goal goes in. <sighs> I take a big, deep breath. I cross my legs. I fall back onto my back. I'm relaxed. 4-2. Eh, it's still a two-goal lead. There's, there's nine minutes left. We're fi- It's 4-3. So then I sit back up, <laughs> and I'm rocking again, like Leo Mazzoni. <laughs> you know, I'm, in, I'm on my bed like I'm in the dugout with, with, with Bobby Cox sitting next to me. And what my, a throwback. Leo Mazzoni yeah, rocking in the dugout. And my, and my wife is laying there like, what is your problem? Like, she, she doesn't like she hates sports, but she doesn't understand. Like, she's never been into it to the point where – she gets my angst. She doesn't have the fanaticism aspect no, of it, right? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Like, she'll sit there and watch a Yankee game, and we'll talk, and she'll ask questions. It's great. But when she sees me turn into a spaz whilst watching, it's, I don't get like this unless it's a playoff game. And, pr- like, Giants, Rangers, Yankees, it doesn't matter, Knicks, and it's been a while, but Knicks, too. Like, when they're in the playoffs and they're in a big game, People will be talking to me, and it's background noise. It's like Charlie Brown's teachers talking to me. I don't understand you, and I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear take the garbage out when there's three minutes left and, you know, something's going on. She never does that, but it's just an example. But golly, 4-3, then I'm sitting there, and I'm going nuts. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, can I just have one game where I could just lay back and relax? No, 14 straight one-goal games. I've had it, guys. And I'm telling you right now, with the way the Lightning have been scoring, now they were shut out twice, I believe, against the Canadians in two of their losses. Um, one of, I think one was a shutout and one was a 6-1 or something like that. I don't so think they, it was both, yeah. They, they, they went through their droughts, and Stamkos was shut out during the Red Wings. I, you know what? It was against the Red Wings they were shut out mm-hmm. twice. Stamkos was shut out that entire series. They still won it, which should be scary, number one. That's right. like triplet line, number two. Number three... That one goal nonsense, I know Hank is still back there, but if the Rangers want to win this series, and I'm not going out on a limb here, they need to score more. Well, yes, and that's... And Nash, that breakaway Nash had in Game 7, and I I tweeted it as soon as he... he, Now, look, when I saw the replay, it was a good shot. And and the book on Holtby is you had to go five-hole, and that's what Nash tried to do. Holtby got the stick down and blocked it. I was, I was really upset until I saw that slow-mo replay because then I said, okay. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't just blow it. He, he yeah. tried to do what he was supposed to do and Holpe – I mean, you have to give Braden Holpe – and I said this last week, he's not Dominic Hasek, but holy crap did he play – he played his brains out in, the, in that series. He was as – more of a tip of the cap. He that was as was good as he could have been. He was and it's unbelievable. And the Rangers won a faceoff. And and when I did the highlights for Michael K, I listened to the audio again. Pierre Maguire on Ovechkin's first goal to, to start the scoring. Faceoff wins are so important. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, a little foreshadowing here. Pierre was right in the overtime as well. What happened? They win a faceoff. Girardi blasts one, Stepan's on the doorstep. And what was the scouting report on Holpe? He's a great goaltender, but there's times where he leaves bad rebounds, and there it was. It was to a T. It was the scouting report yeah. to a T. The Rangers win a faceoff. You get a shot in, big, juicy rebound. Derek, that, that goal must have looked like the Atlantic Ocean to Derek Stepan, <laughs> the way Holpe played and in that was, series. You know what? It was about time that uh, the Rangers had an open net and actually hit it. 
So let me let me let me Hit say me. this. Come on. Let me say this. This is the Rangers goal differential in the playoffs plus three. Every game's been a one goal game. They're eight and five. Do the math. The Lightning's goal differential in the last series was plus three. In a series where they scored eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, seventeen goals. Wow. This isn't going to be grinded out defensive hockey. These no. guys are coming at you guns a blazing. That was my point. You're going to need to show up, this just is, like you said. This is Rangers-style hockey that's going to happen, and it should be. Now, look, Tampa might change things up. I highly doubt they're going to. They're not going to play that clutch-grab-hold style that wasn't called, by the way, in the Pittsburgh and the Capitol series. Right. This is going to be like an old-school Western Conference, wide-open ice, back-and-forth, on the edge of your seat, Take your seatbelt off because you're going to be out of your seat more than once. I mean, God. Let me. When they won Game Seven, I was so happy, and at the same time, I was like, "Oh my God, I got to go through this again." Here, here you go. This is what the Rangers' scores were for those who, who forget: two one Caps in a game where they scored with three seconds on the clock. Yeah, three two Rangers again. A penalty should have been called yep. there. Three two Rangers, one zero Caps, two one Caps, two one Rangers in overtime. 4-3 Rangers in a game they blew a 4-1 lead. 2-1 Rangers in overtime. The Rangers scored 4, 5, 6, 7, 11, 13 goals in that series. In seven games. That, that's not And gonna, they won. That's, you know, if, if Hank is Hank, that might hold up in this series as well. But you, you, have, to, you have to match the lightning with their speed. And, and the Rangers can. Zuccarello is going to hurt. He's going to hurt big time not mm-hmm. being there. Who knows if Danny Boyle is going to be able to play. Because... The, Lightning, the Lightning scored 2-2. Two, two. And how is that not a penalty on Orpic? That's a clean hit? Yeah, Brendan. Sh- I, don't, I don't think so. Brendan Shanahan will take a look at that, I'm sure. That was – I heard it on the radio. I was driving home. I texted my wife and said, is the game safe to listen to? She said, yes. <laughs> so I turned it on, and it was 1-1. That is tremendous, by the way. Yes. She knew that I meant, like, don't tell me they're down 3 nothing. Yes, exactly. It was 1-1, so I listened to it, and I heard the elbow, and I heard Kenny Albert and Maloney reacting to it. And then I got home, and I saw it during the overtime um, intermission. And, yeah, I don't know how you missed that. I don't know what they were looking at. Well, listen, if there were two players on the Caps that I wanted planted in the ice, one was Orpic. And the other one, and it was before that, because he. Listen, this is not the first time the Rangers have played the Capitals in the playoffs. Yep, I know what that guy's. And it's about. not the first time Brooks Orpic, yeah, has had Wait, issues. Wait, let me with the amend Rangers. that. Three players: Orpic, Tom Wilson, who tried like hell to get. Um, I think it was Tanner Glass to fight him. Mm-hmm. Didn't take the bait. Ever. The officials had to come in between them more than once during the entire series. And Ovechkin. Well, everybody wants Ovechkin playing because he's a cocky kind of player and he never backs it it up. I I get it. You know, that's the kind of player he is. And and he could back it up with his play during a game because every time he has the puck, you take a a gas because you never know what's going to happen. If Dave Winfield was Mr. May, according to, you know, the legend goes, Ovechkin is Mr. October through April. Yeah, and that's tough. Because he is a very talented hockey player. He's Tracy McGrady at this point. And you can't, you can't blame him for a team's loss, for an entire team loss. But this is why, again, I'll say it again, this is why keep your mouth shut. Yep. 
You keep your mouth shut. And if you and if he kept his mouth shut, now look, no one really put a lot of credence into his game seven prediction. You know what? Even if they won, no one was going to give him the credit that they yep. gave Messier for his prediction. And you know what? Let me say this about Messier's prediction because that was kind of sketchy too. He had a hat trick in game six. He did. He made the prediction and said, we're going to take it. And he went out and he had and a hat trick. And he had trick. a hat trick. Ovechkin had three goals in the series, I think. And then he had one of those toe drag yeah. wing goals. I mean, in the, one one in, the one in game, was it two? Yeah. Was it game two? It was just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> he used to come in on the wing yeah. and drag the toe and fire oh, a wrist. Come on. Like, yeah. But you know what? Messi at least went out and backed it up. And Messier, I know it's a team game. And I know Braden Holpe did everything, but, you know. They talk about control and location with mm-hmm. pitchers all the time. And Jorge Posada was just on with Mike. I don't know if you heard that. He was on with everybody this week. I've heard him about six times on the radio this I, week. I heard him on with Francesa. Yeah. And he taught, and they, obviously they're going to bring up Mariano Rivera. And Posada said, wherever I put my glove, is where he, that's where, he where the ball went. He had the best control of any pitcher mm-hmm. I've ever seen. That was kind of like Messier or Gretzky with a puck. Mm-hmm. Those guys envisioned where they wanted to shoot the puck. That's where the puck went. You know, JT Miller missed a couple of wide open nets. You saw, and I'm not just laying the blame on him. There were, there were lots of Rangers who missed a lot of empty nets during this series. A couple of over to crossbar. But my goodness, talk about precision. Talk about control. Those guys just got, I mean, do they make players like that anymore? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. They Stamkos. do. They do. Stamkos. Stamkos is one they of those do. Stamkos. And, you know. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, I guess, yeah. And all you Yankee fans out there, by the way, I know he doesn't play for the team anymore. But you can get on Twitter. And, and if you're a Ranger at fan. At PJ Hughes 45. Yes, at PJ Hughes 45. You want to razz Phil Hughes, get on his case. He's a Lightning fan. Yep. Every time the Lightning score, it's stammer time. I saw your tweet back to him about that, and I thought to myself, I go, man, if the Wild had beaten the Blackhawks, he would he'd totally be, be rolling in it because he'd have his current city's team, his old city's team, and his favorite team as three of the final four teams yeah, in the NHL what playoffs. About, what about if the, the Wild played the Lightning in the finals? That would have been quite the conundrum yes. for Mr. Hughes, wouldn't it? The Wild, Ran- Wild Rangers Wild would have Rangers. been too. Yeah, yeah. Rangers. Ranges. It was funny. The we, Ranges. We, when he was a Yankee, we used to tweet back and forth about the hockey. And I, yeah. I, I told him I would send him a rain. This was during spring training. And I said, hey, I'll send you a Rangers shirt so you could wear it. He goes, I wouldn't even um, yeah. go to the bathroom. I wouldn't even <laughs> utilize it as replacement bathroom <laughs> tissue. tissue. Yes. So we had a little fun going back and forth. And uh, hopefully you guys could have some fun with him, too. And He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he is. He's you a, know that. He's a tremendous yeah. guy. And I never had anything bad to say about him. But anyway, that's a pretty good segue into baseball. I was going to say, right? speaking of Yankees pitching, we need to spend a few minutes on this before we reach our magic hour. Go ahead. Uh, Chase Whitley, this doesn't look good. No. And, you know, it stinks because he's 25 years old. Okay. Huh. Some apps are ready to update as oh, we good. Yeah, we'll do that later. How's yeah, that sound? Let's do that later. Uh, you know, what, try yeah, try it. Try it an, an hour. How about that? Thanks, Apple, for for letting us know. Though uh, we appreciate the um, and Lou's going to agree to something that he has no idea. What yeah, he's agreeing to. has anyone? Yeah, I might have just sold my firstborn child into slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Was that John Oliver on uh, this week? Tonight? Yeah, he yeah. said <laughs> he brought up the Mother's Day. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, it was tremendous. Anyway. Uh, back to baseball and, and back to what we were talking about with Whitley. I mean, the guy's 25 years old. 
He gets called up last year, and he does extremely mm-hmm. well. The first seven starts, and then after that, he was kind of sketchy. But, you know, when you get called up, and you get called up to the Yankees, it's a pretty big deal. And he, he admitted that he was going through some discomfort for a while now, yeah. but he thought he could pitch through it. Which And may, he faced DeGrom in his Major League debut. Yeah, and which may not be wise, which may not be wise. No. However, when you get to that point and when you know you've had to scratch and claw to get there, and, and the Yankees, he was basically bullpen last year, right, down in Scranton. He was, he was converted to a starter it was this at year. the end of 2013. Oh, okay. But like, last year he was still in the pen, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, they put him back in the pen at the end. It was about this August, year they stretched him out. It was August of 2013 or so where they put him in the Rail Riders rotation because that was the year the Rail Riders used, I think, conservatively 347 players to get through a 140 game <laughs> season because the Yankees used 56. Yeah. Um, and it's like a turnstile. Yeah, they put him in. The, he was always one of those like. Three inning, you know, there's a lot of guys in the minors that pitch three innings at a time. But when he came up last year, like Joe Girardi, when he made those spot starts, he wasn't looking for more than maybe four innings. No, he was when a, he came up. He was a starter. But when he came up, they weren't looking. No, for when a he lot. came up, they were looking for somebody to get him through four or five, four and, or five. and get to the bullpen. Right. He 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 transitioned to a starter. He was kind of a not a full time starter, but starting. You know, part of the rotation at Scranton. Same thing. He was kind of like a four or five inning guy. He was the fifth starter in Scranton. He had a pretty good first half. They call him up, or first month, I should say. They call him up, you know, and he made whatever, the first seven starts, then he made a few more, then they sent him to the pen when he when he stuck around because guys were back and everything was good. And then this year was the first time he was fully stretched out as you are you are a starting pitcher. Andy Pettit is a starting pitcher as well, as Mike Francis might remind you. Um, this was the first time he was fully stretched out like you're a starting pitcher. So this was his chance. And this is almost getting to be like a few years ago when it was like, what do you do with Bartolo Colon and Freddie Garcia and Ivan Nova and everybody's healthy? And somebody just seemed like somebody just seemed to get hurt. Chris Capuano threw 74 pitches, 70, 73 plus a, or 72 plus a pitch clock violation plus a pitch clock violation on the other side the other night in AAA. And, you know, he was close to ready. What do they do? I was fully ready to come on this podcast and say, you know what? They've got so many off days. Let them throw one more rehab start to, just in case. See what happens after the Kansas City series, and you get a day off around both sides in that series. Now he's coming, and he'll probably pitch Wednesday or Thursday. His next start is due Sunday or Tuesday or Wednesday, I should say. His next start is due Sunday, so he might throw an inning or two in the bullpen in AAA. So but it's Capuano. It's going to be Cap. Girardi said it last night. It's going to be Capuano. Whitley's going on the DL because he's going to be out right. for a little while. MRI today. Yep. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Ramirez or Danny Barawa is here tonight. And then it's Capuano time. Then you wonder what happens when Nova comes back, which is, which is soon, and Tanaka comes back and soon. And as of right now, those decisions, this is why they wait. This is why they didn't make a move ahead of Jose Perella coming back because Gregorio Petit. Magically gets hit on the yeah, hand and hurts and himself. Like the DL. Yep. Th- these things happen. It's baseball. You know what else is baseball? Offenses taking a dirt nap. It happens. Yeah. It absolutely happens. This is this is a hundred and sixty two game season. I the, will say this: Joe Girardi's game of musical lineup chairs this week yeah. maybe caught up to him a little bit because yeah. there were guys hitting out of position. Right. They were missing. Mm-hmm. They were missing big guys. Maybe that helped, but. 
this has been a lineup that's predicated on the top two guys getting on base, the guys in the middle driving them in, and the guys at the bottom contributing where they could. And let's it go, just didn't happen this let's week. Let's go back to Tuesday, too. It didn't happen. You have the bases loaded with nobody out and in two first, runs in against Chris Archer in the first inning. And you don't score again. You don't score again. And what they lose? 3-2. 4-2. 4-2. 4-2. Yeah, because it got loaded, away from him in the eighth. Bases loaded, nobody out, two runs yeah. in. That's all I got. Two runs. Yep. They did the same thing the next night with Carnes. It was first yep. and second, one out, two runs in. That's it. And they, didn't and they get, lost three two. They didn't get blown out in any of the first two losses. No. Either, either I shouldn't say in either of the first two losses. No. They didn't get blown out. They were close games. Yesterday was a little different story. But And it doesn't help when your starter goes down in the second inning. Right. And then Rene Rivera, who hits who's hitting one fifty, comes in and clobbers an Esmeo Rogers pitch. Yeah, pitch over to over the fence. Slider? Didn't slide. Yeah. Sixty one. You get a piece of it, you can name it. Um, that Major doesn't yeah, that doesn't help either. But you know they they didn't play terribly. They just didn't win. They didn't hit. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Uh, There's like seventeen in a, seventeen in a row without a hit. Yeah, like you know they they get a hit and then the next seventeen guys either made an out or walked. Erasmus, <laughs> You're gonna do well. Erasmus okay. Ramirez. Okay, mate. Okay, that was Francis. Okay. Or, wait, wait a second. Or him. Mr. Monkey? Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. <laughs> His rant, by the way, was epic on the deflate game. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. I, I have to give it to him. It was great. I love it when he loses it like that. It's great radio. It's better, even better. Well, I also love it when like people call up like the guy the other day that asked him which streak is better, Henrik Lundqvist in Game 7 or The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, and he's like, what? WrestleMania? Uh, 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 I don't know why you waste your time. Mons? Joe, Joe Your from thoughts. Joe from Bayside. Yeah, Joe. What was I saying? You were talking about um, Mike Francis and making great radio, and then you were talking about Before baseball. That. Yeah, I forget what I was saying. You're talking about Erasmo Ramirez. Oh, Aras, Aras, Erasmo Ramirez. Okay. Two starts previous. He made three this year. He was out of the bullpen to yo-yoing back mm-hmm. and forth rotation bullpen. In the two starts prior, he gave up 13 hits and nine earned runs. Nine. Same amount of times Ferris Nine. Bueller was absent from class, which he replaced with, I think, two, by the way. Nine. Nine earned runs. Last, last night against the Yankees, one hit. Bob Euchre, if he was in the booth. That's all we got is, yep. yes. One hit over five innings, and it was a leadoff single to lead off the game to Jacoby Ellsbury. And the next hit was in the sixth inning. Yeah. Off the bullpen. When he was replaced. Mm-hmm. And the fifth hit and final hit was Alex Rodriguez's 663rd career home run. Which brought out the, of course, A-Rod only hits home runs when it doesn't matter crowd. Because, you know, why not? Just stop. Listen, all it did was ruin the shutout, let's be honest. It's like Zach Galifianakis throwing that last rock in the hangover, you know? But what, what is Rodriguez supposed to see? Everybody says that, but what is he supposed to do? Go up there and, well, I can't hit a home run yeah. now because everybody's going to think that I only hit home runs he's, when it doesn't he's matter. He's going to do the thing I did once, my team did once in a softball game where we were 20 run ruling a team in the first inning. And in the third inning, I just sent all the guys up and just told them to check swing right back to the pitcher because we wanted to go drink in the parking lot. But is, is he going to do that? Is that? You know what? We're down, we're down 18 to 1. There's two outs in the ninth inning. Yeah, let me just go up there and just I'm look at three out. pitches. Whatever. Put the hell. Out. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, who cares? Guys don't throw away at bats. <clears throat> You're going to no. go up there. It doesn't matter what the score. And what about his home run against the Mets on Sunday night? 
Yeah. That was pretty big, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if he had thrown away that home run in his last at-bat in that 15-inning game in Boston a couple years ago, it would have sucked, right? Yeah. He, he's hit some big hits, let's be honest. And, and if you – what are we at? May – what's today? Today's, today is – The 15th? May 15th. May 15th. If you were to say Alex Rodriguez would have nine home runs – May 15th, and the Yankees were in first place. I would have said it's only a game. I would have said May 15th, 2016, he has nine home runs since he came back. Would you have signed for it? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. So stop with the he only hits home runs when it doesn't matter. Every at-bat for a major league player matters. Matters. doesn't matter what the score is. Because you know what? If they're down, what was the final score last night? 6-1. Okay. So that home run gets them down to Mm 6-1. What happens if the next guy comes up? Singles. What happens if the next guy comes up after that and gets hit by a pitch? The next guy after that puts one into the seats. Six four. That home run isn't so small anymore. You never know. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and other such proverbs that indicate what the point I'm trying to make. Lou DiPietro just poo pooed, poo pooed the thought. You know what? He just triumphed the dog. That thought. That thought that all of you people have out there about Alex Rodriguez is one for Lou. To poop on. Major league hitters don't give away at bats is the reason why Esmiel Rogers, over the weekend, threw one third of an inning in a game where the Yankees should have won, and Dellen Batances had to come in and get the final five there outs. There you go. Because they were down six. Was it Saturday? They were down six one. I think it was. Yeah. And or the Yankees were up six one, and Rogers came in, and all of a sudden it's six four. Dun 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 smack. Dun, 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 smack. And in comes Batances because you got to put out the fire. Like, this is baseball. <laughs> Remember the gas house gorilla? Yes, I do. <laughs> dun, 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 smack. Oh, boy. But it's not the NBA where you're down 35 points in the fourth quarter and guys are dribbling it out and taking 35-foot three-pointers with the shot clock expiring. It's not how baseball works. Let me ask you this. If the Wizards lose tonight, is someone calling uh, Darren Williams to get a comment on Paul Pierce? Say something funny. If the, Wiz- <laughs> <laughs> if the Wizards lose tonight, is somebody going to – Put the DC like sports talk crew on, you know, on Depression Watch. I mean, they've they, oh yeah, this is terrible. They've been punched in the gut, terrible. and as soon as they stood up, they've been kicked in in the you know what's. I, I want to last week. Yeah, I want to go back to hockey really quick. Also, by the way, I'm, I couldn't be happier that if the the Warriors lose tonight, the way the NBA set up their every series takes four and a half month schedule, that they get one game seven on Sunday, the the marquee day, their marquee day for sports. They get one game seven. And it's the Rockets Clippers, so it's either going to be at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon or 8 o'clock at night. Okay. So I want to end with this, and I don't know if you saw this, but there was a little back and forth between the Discovery Channel's Twitter account. (laughs) I did say this. And the Pittsburgh Penguins' Twitter account. And uh, they said something about, see, this one doesn't have Discovery's first tweet. Let me see if Yahoo has it really quick. Dun, 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 smack. Dun, 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 smack. Thank you for the interstitial there. Dun, Here dun, it is. Dun, 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 smack. This was the first I could have just tweet. edited out the... the yeah, you know, <laughs> but that the, was good, though. Yeah. You know, it's like a metronome for me to get the tweets up. So the first tweet from Discovery, and thank you, Yahoo Sports, for having the entire exchange. On average, Discovery says on its Twitter account, emperor penguins grow to be 3.8 feet tall. Okay. So the Penguins thought they would be funny, and their account says to Discovery, as of May 13th, 2015, the average Pittsburgh Penguin grows to be six feet, one inches tall. Discovery says, at Penguins, strange, 
Our latest observations show no penguin activity currently on ice in Pittsburgh. Where did they go? <laughs> Owned. Ready? Hold on. This is what happened. Drop the mic. There it was. They just sexual chocolated the penguins. I apologize for those of you that probably had to flinch when I dropped the mic on the table. Okay, whatever. Sexual chocolate. Yeah, that was a good way to end it. Oh boy, Lou, this was fun. That's man. the way you. That's the fun you can have on social media. Yeah, exactly. But that. That's good, clean fun, yeah. and you know the Penguins account probably said, "Yeah, you got." That's us. funny. There was no like yeah. vitriol afterwards. A hat tip. Yeah, yeah, hat tip and move along. Nothing yeah. to see here. Thank you for playing, and we're not never going to troll you guys again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a good way to end today's show. But for uh, Lou DiPietro, thank you, buddy. You're welcome. He's uh, Chris Sheeran. I'm Chris Sheeran, and the magic hour has been reached, and then some. So you people, we gave you another hour's worth. No commercials of. Uh, Pretty damn good podcast radio, I, mm-hmm. if I had to say so myself. Uh, for Lou, I'm Chris. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, we forgot to Periscope this one. We'll Periscope the next one. This would have been a good one to Periscope, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll try to get the next one up there. And uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Ciao.